0: Wow. Texas Tech Monday
1: night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Tags podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. You were on once again with your boy, I'll be sure, and it is wreck Texas week. That's right, the hated Longhorns that we've always hated for obvious reasons, we hate them even more now that they've totally put our Big 12 lives in jeopardy for the past However many, or actually, not even that long, a couple months now. Um, but they it's our t- Texas to time to play them and Wreck uh, Texas Week. That's what it is. So because of that, I got the whole gang with me, and that starts with my right-hand man, Dylan Smythe. What's up, Dill?
0: Every school in the Big 12 is waiting for their turn for Texas Hate Week for reasons you just
1: stated, and it is our turn. Let's go. We got to start it off right. We get the first butt-kicking opportunity, and we got to really take advantage of it. Um, and we would be remiss without bringing on Jeremy Gillen to also talk about said potential butt
2: Yes, I'm here. My horns are down. Let's get ready for an exciting week. Like you said, we're first up with the big paddle. Hopefully, we could do something with it and give Texas one last good boot, barring any weird... 10 year agreement to play each other in a non-conference uh probably not going to happen uh be a really good way to send Texas packing uh, with a nice loss in their new uh in their new reno- newly renovated stadium
0: Jeremy doesn't know this but he was recently promoted he is now an author oh. of the Tortillas and Takes I've podcast you'll start seeing it on Spotify you'll start seeing it well maybe on Apple who knows what's going on over there but It's it's where we're doing the whole brand. We're
2: really trying here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. Nice little promotion in the podcast. (laughs) Promotion to (laughs) a job that you probably should have had a long time ago. But (laughs) uh, so I will say it's a lot of pressure being the first ones up. Right. Like I feel like if we lose, we get our butts kicked then. ah, Sorry guys. (laughs) We tried. Right. But One thing that you did bring up is this is likely going to be the last time Tech plays at Texas as conference foes. Now, whether the non-conference agreement thing happens, there's been a lot of, you know, back and forth of whether it would happen, whether or not. I I don't know if it actually happens, but this will be the last time Texas Tech plays Texas as a conference foe in Austin. And I think there's a lot of pressure to that. I mean, we us as fans, we're obviously pissed. But we forget that the players are fans, too. Like We're we're not the only ones pissed here. So Roger Thompson has made it known how much he is ready to beat up on Texas, and he's not the only one. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think as far as your initial thoughts about this game, this rivalry, all that? Um,
2: this is one of those rivalries that I think Texas Tech fans really like to lean into and Texas fans really don't like to lean into for a number of reasons. Um we have seen some really exciting games over the years, especially in the past decade. Uh, we've seen some beatdowns for sure, but we've gotten some wins in Austin. We've seen some really—I mean, the iconic game of Mahomes. Uh, what am I? Oh, I was going to go the Oklahoma route. What am I doing? Where am I? Um, we've seen some exciting games when Texas and Texas Tech. Like, there's, there's never any like calm, reserved matchup between these two teams, and so this year. Um, I've said it about Oklahoma and West Virginia on our Big 12 preview podcast, but if you want to get a team like this who constantly brings in highly recruited players, higher talent level of players in your team, you got to get them early. And Texas is looking extremely beatable in one hand and also really tough on the other. So this game is, is so exciting for me uh, on a number of levels.
1: Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing is that Texas has a new coach, and a new quarterback. And the quarterback that we thought we were getting at the beginning of the year has actually been benched, and they already have the newer quarterback coming up. This is really Casey Thompson's first test as the Texas qu- uh, quarterback, and Tech gets the first shot at him, right? We get to f- be the first team to really give the- really fluster him. I mean, Rice, that game is. We're really, <laughs> really the first team to really, you know. Throw the stuff at him, really fluster them. The first team that Sark, since getting smacked by Arkansas, that Sark really has to go up against. Uh, there's a lot to that. I mean, Dylan, what do you think about this game and this rivalry?
0: Yeah, I think it's just really important that that Texas Tech sets the tone. We've all mentioned it, but if we really want Texas to just get demolished week after week after week after week, which I know it doesn't matter what school you root for unless it's Texas, you're you're in favor of. So I think. Us taking care of business needs to be first and foremost what happens on Saturday. There's gonna be a lot more, there's gonna be
2: a lot more fans for Texas Tech this weekend than there are gonna be for Texas.
1: Yes, yeah, everybody around. I mean, uh, you know, people should hate Texas regardless, but this year, especially, everybody around is gonna be, you know, putting their guns up this Saturday. In Austin, So it's going to be a great time. Or actually I should say nationwide, but the game will be in Austin. So it's going to be a great time. I'm really excited for this game. So first off, let's kind of talk about this matchup. So Coach Steve Sarkeesian's first conference game of his career for, as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns, kind of been shaky. Texas starting out the season, a really good win against a really good Louisiana school team that was ranked at the time. Texas smacked them down. Came back the next week against an Arkansas team who may actually be better than we originally thought, but they got smacked themselves so bad that they said, you know what? Our O-line is not good enough, Hudson Card, for you to be our starting quarterback. That's basically what it, what it is, right? Um, and Casey Thompson became the starter. Went against Rice, and then they smacked them. So similar to Tech, Texas has two games where they've looked really good and one game where they look terrible. And whether there's a lot to be said to that, their O-line struggled uh, Hudson Card struggled against the Arkansas game, and we don't know how good of a coach S- 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 Sarkeesian is, right? So, I mean, I mean, the main thing that what we're looking at as far as going into this game is just how good is Sarkeesian as a play caller and just how good is Casey Thompson. Dylan, what do you think about Casey Thompson, the quarterback, Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive play caller?
0: Well, you know, initially my first thought was Hudson Card must have been the the better prospect. You know, the better long-term quarterback. Hudson Carr must have been that guy for them to pick him. And then they realized, no, we need to win now. And I think Casey Thompson gives them the chance to win now. A stat that kind of scares me out, Casey Thompson. He's led Texas to points on 16 of the 18 possessions he's been on the field. That's a big number. However, Let's look at the games he was on the field. There's the Alamo Bowl. You can't dispute. He he looked good in the Alamo Bowl. Uh you know, he didn't play in the first week one I don't think unless it was garbage time. And then really all the rest of the possessions come from the Rice game. you watch that Rice game? They were not interested in tackling on that afternoon. The Rice defense. I mean, the I think they had three three running backs. Three running backs break off runs for more than 65 yards. And they had like three or four opportunities to tack every tackle, every single one of them. So I, I don't put a lot of stock into the Rice win. Um, so I, I don't think Texas is as good as people might think that they are. I, I'm just really not. I don't know. I'm not that scared of them. I'm not that scared of Casey Thompson.
1: Oh, Dylan, already starting the podcast a little spicy. Not scared of them. They ain't nobody. Jeremy, do you feel the same way?
2: Not necessarily. I do. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and reading a lot of things this week from our uh, Texas-based Texas-based friends, and a lot of people are really optimistic that their non-conference is a lot more convincing than Tech's non-conference, despite the Arkansas loss. But let me tell you something, when when they beat uh, Louisiana Lafayette, we joked that, okay, because I think they were 21st at the time and 23rd, uh, Lafayette was 23rd. And so we're like, okay, how big is that gap uh, between 21 and 23? Well, joke's on everybody because neither of them are ranked in the top 25 anymore. So those rankings didn't matter, much like many of the rankings this season. Uh, next week, they're in uh, La- they're in Fayetteville. They get smacked. So we see uh, Coach Sark offer up uh, the Longhorns on a silver platter. They're unable to come back against a team that is consensus like... The consensus is that Arkansas is not the premier SEC program. So Arkansas got a really opportunity to say like, hey, welcome to the SEC. This is what it's going to be like. Okay, they have the loss. Of course, when you lose with a team like as a team like Texas, you're like, oh, this was a good loss. We learned a lot about ourselves. And then everybody's trying to reel and delete tweets that they've already put out. And then you go against Rice, and they get out fifty, get that fifty-eight nothing. But like you said, it's Rice. In the same way that I'm not going to go, ah, you were really smacked, FIU. I mean, you, we're so good. It's FIU. I mean, if we're comparing those two games, uh, we're in a really bad place. Uh, and so I, I'm just like, this is one of those seasons where. It's not really good non-conferences out there for teams like uh, that we're playing that give me a really good picture of what we're going up against. Texas changes up their quarterback because it's not working for them against Arkansas. Uh, again, it, it, yeah, he smacks Rice, but whatever. Like this Texas-Texas Tech game, since we're both on the cliff of being top 25 because Tech's starting to receive votes, uh, and Texas, of course, is reading, receiving a bunch of votes, um, this is that game that's I think really gonna set the tone for both of these teams, both of these coaches, one in his third year, one in his first for the rest of the season. Like this is this is this is prime time Big 12 football as, as it goes for like creating a standard for the rest of the season. Right. So like we're kind of sitting on this Wells. Is he staying? Is he going? Wells needs to w- Wells needs to win this game. Otherwise, the rest of the season, no matter really how it looks, it's gonna be a little bit
1: hot. So I'll say this. I don't think anybody knows how good either team is. Right. And it's 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 hard to gauge. So that's the thing. We can, we can kind of start with Texas, right? And you kind of talked about their win over Louisiana. It was a ranked team, a Louisiana team that I thought was really good in the offseason. Well, after losing to Texas, Louisiana barely beat Nickel State, right? So maybe Louisiana isn't as good as we thought they could be. Flip side, and then they go, but then they go up against, you know, after losing to Arkansas. Yes, it's Rice. Yes, Rice is awful. What was most impressive about Rice wasn't the offense. 51 points, 58 points is a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it's a shutout. When anytime you get a shutout in college football, that's impressive. So I, I do I don't want to necessarily say that it was nothing. Uh but then you go on the tech side of things and say, okay, good win against Houston, uh, a really good solid win against Houston, but then we barely beat SFA. How good is this team? Bounce back, losing to FIU, but the way they played throughout the rest of that game, shutout in the fourth quarter with or no-yard game in the fourth quarter, the way that defense played there, that's that's not not, not, not anything. So I think it's it's weird because nobody really knows how either team who either team really is. I mean, this 2021 season's already started off crazy across the board um, to where the transitive property is really hard to gauge on a lot of teams and not even Vegas knows who either team is. The line has gone from uh, Texas, the 13 point favorite to last I saw Texas was a seven and a half point favorite. So it's, it's kind of, it's really wild. And to get kind of go over to what we talked about with Casey Thompson, um, the what basically what I've heard and what it's, and I can't remember who exactly said this, but, that Hudson Card is the better thrower. And that's the reason why he won the job. Because in practice, everybody looks good. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to. And Hudson Card is just throwing the ball better than Casey Thompson. But Casey Thompson's is a better athlete. He can handle the rush better. And the O-line of Texas is just not up to par. They got demolished in the Arkansas game up front. Absolutely demolished. Does that sound familiar? Like Texas Tech O-line against SFA? Because that's, that's basically the same thing that happened. They got demolished. And because of that, Sark made the choice to switch to more mobile, more athletic quarterback. Because to me, he just doesn't have confidence in his own line. But that also means that Casey Thompson, and Casey Thompson did look good against Rice, but just how good is he? A lot of that Rice stuff was getting the ball out to his playmakers, not a lot of in-air action. So I'm kind of on Dylan's side of, I got to see just how good this kid is before I really give him the accolades and the stuff to put him up there. If I had to choose and say which quarterback that I personally think is a better quarterback, I think Tyler Shuck has more has it more can throw has is more accurate can has more velocity on his throws the better thrower of the ball than casey thompson is casey thompson can run that thing so it's going to be a very interesting interesting battle there
0: well chuck can run that thing too and, and his resume just uh inspires a little more confidence than casey thompson so far
1: yeah definitely and then so but we'll i mean this is casey thompson's chance mm-hmm to really show just how good he is, what he's made of. Because, I mean, he knows it. Everybody knows it. That You know he's taking that Rice game seriously. You know, that's just not a game that you really look at and say, oh, man. I mean, if we're playing the transitive property game, Houston demolished rice the week before. So we, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of compared, they
0: they also asked him to do absolutely nothing in that rice game. They just handed the ball off to their backs. I think he ended up at like six of 18 on the day, but they weren't asking him to throw the ball more than 10, 15, 20 yards downfield. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, but it will be interesting. This is really his first shot at it. Um, And. Talking about those guys that he was able to just hand off to and the playmakers he was able to give them to, this Texas offense, we're going to kind of flip the script here a little bit from what I told you on pre-pod, but this Texas offense, I do want to get into them because they're, everything that you've heard about how good some of these skilled players are at Texas, they're that good. Bajon Robinson, if anybody that's not a quarterback wins the Heisman this year, if Texas really has the year that some people think that they preseason thought that they could have, it's going to be because Bajon Robinson is that good of a player. He's an incredible running back. And not just him, but when Bajon Robinson doesn't feel like it, then they got Roshan Johnson that's just crazy, right? Their running backs are insane. Um, Jordan Whittington, the wide receiver, he's insane. But then Xavier Worthy's having an incredible year. I mean, D- Dylan, talk a little bit about their skill players and just all the talent they have
0: there. I mean, you mentioned a lot of them. And then their third string running back, Keelan Robinson, is a transfer from Alabama, also really good, blocked a punt against Rice. Again, Rice decided not to block him. <laughs> but um yeah, I, you mentioned most of them. I I, I think Bijan Robinson, Texas, will go as far as Bijan Robinson takes them, and and I think that's it's you know we've been ca- I've been captain obvious for the last three weeks, but like that's the key to the game, right? If we can bottle up Bijan Robinson, we have a great chance of winning this game. But I recognize that that's that's a big ask.
1: That's a very big ask. But I'll say this. If there was ever a year mm-hmm. that we could ask a defense to bottle up a running back, this is it. We, Tech's one of the best run defenses in the country. We
0: held f We held FIU's running back, who was the conference leader, I think, the year before, to, what, 54 yards? Like, yeah, this is the year.
1: This is—it's It's just amazing to say that Texas—yeah, Texas Tech run defense. They'll be able to handle the nation's best running back. Yeah, no problem.
0: Oh, so we might have the nation's <laughs> best linebacking corps, so—
1: Woohoo, Dylan! this is spicy today. This is you—you you, you acting brand new. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I try not to let Texas Tech get me this way because it usually goes poorly, but here I am.
1: <laughs> here you are. So, Jeremy, I mean, what do you think about Texas? Yeah,
0: we're sitting story? on the high of, uh, like you said, Alby,
2: we're one of the best rush defenses in the nation. But again, it's the first three. Games of the season, you know, there's a lot to go. Haven't we been here before? Where we've been playing really good. We're like, wow, we may actually have
1: a team. I'll say this: (laughs) I don't think we've ever been in a position where we're the seventh best rush defense. That's fair. So let me let me
2: press into that. Let me press into that. (laughs) Uh, You talk about this Texas offense. Yeah, they got a kind of quarterback controversy uh, going on there. But do they really need a quarterback when they have? the running back, the Suns, all the Suns, Robinson, Johnson, the other Robinson, Watson, the only one that stands out is Brooks because his name is different. But my goodness, when you have an offensive line like that that gets blown up and your guys are still still peeling off big runs, those are talented running backs. And I think we talked about it earlier this year, that this is uh, like, there's kind of a cycle of like skill player, like the height of skill players that come through Big 12. And this is the year of the running back. There are a lot of good running backs around our conference. So outside of that, I mean, you've got a great receiving core of these people. I want to press into um, this, this, this. if we can keep Bijan Robinson pressed, then what happens? Because if we look back at the game that they lost, Bijan Robinson had 19 carries but only 69 yards, which is nice, and a one touchdown. They broke off one long 20 yard run but you know what made the difference which arkansas has a good linebacking core like they're they're a very linebacker focused defensive team and texas tech is a very linebacker focused defensive team so arkansas did super well to pressure the texas offensive line and disrupt that running game and texas tech like you said it's been making a habit of maintaining opponents uh this year to less than 50 a game which is asinine for this Texas Tech defense. Uh, it really doesn't matter who we're playing because we try to find a reason to not do that. Uh, it seems like pre- previous seasons, but this year I'm thinking something we've talked about in the past is like the support that guys like um, Schooler and Jeffers and all and all of them give our defensive linemen. Like there's a really good shot here that we're able to shut down Texas's run game. And when's the last time that happened?
1: Well, I'll say this. I, I talked about it already before, but this Texas O-line has struggled. I mean, the first two games, even against the Louisiana game, even though the, the Texas was able to play pretty well, their O-line was still a mystery. Their O-line was still kind of worrisome there. So that's, I think, a big thing to to kind of look into. That's one of the reasons why they went with Casey Thompson because Thompson is more mobile, can handle the rush a little bit better. And we saw that a little bit in the Rice game. I mean, you know, whenever the Rice defenders got in the backfield, Casey Thompson kind of – brush him off to the side and, and was able to show, throw something out. But um, I do think that's going to be, that's to me, and I'm going to transition to this part, the matchup that I really want to see is the Texas O-line versus the Texas Tech front seven, not just in run defense, but in pass defense. Keith Patterson, front of the pot, obviously, he listens to the pot all the time. Ever since we started talking about him and his inability to blitz, he does it all the time now. He's, he's a, he's a blitz in full. Last game? He was blitzing like crazy. It was awesome. I loved it. And so, um, it'll be interesting to see just what he does and what he attacks. And because you're watching Texas film, you're gonna want to blitz. This this O line is weak, and, and and that's one of the things that Arkansas was really able to do in their game is just go after the O line. So that's a matchup that I definitely want to see. Uh, Dylan, what is what is kind of your your main matchup there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of buried the lead. Uh, It's it's our linebackers first, Bijan Robinson. I I really do think if if you're Matt Wells, you have to make Casey Thompson win this football game. You know, it's really simple to me. I just you can't let Bijan Robinson run wild. You have to sell out to stop Bijan Robinson. Rico Jeffords says that their mission is to destroy the line of scrimmage and make teams one dimensional. That's what we got to do to win this game. So if that
1: if that happens, I don't ballgame easy game. dub yeah. if that happens yeah 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 Jeremy, what do you what about you What's yeah your i really was decision? gonna
2: say that was a great quote um, that rico put out of making teams one-dimensional like that's that's such a dangerous thing uh for teams with like talent sprinkled across the board uh, but really kind of focusing in on one thing so if we're able to shut down that run game okay go ahead if
1: you well <laughs> no not to cut you off but if you think about the houston game especially right the houston game the second houston couldn't run anymore in the second half well, then now Tune is the only guy yeah. that can do anything, and I mean we saw what he could do. He was he could <laughs> get those picks. That was that was what he could do. So, so speaking of so picks, Alby, uh,
2: my matchup this game is Texas Tech's secondary against uh, Casey Thompson oh. and the wide receiving core.
1: So so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut <clears throat> you off again because <throat> I wanted to bring up this stat. Uh, you know how we're the second seventh best rush yes. defense in the country. We are tied for the worst pass defense in the conference. <laughs> so, hey, ah, something's
2: something got to give. give right? But our, so, uh, tell me about Texas Tech's ability to create chaos and turnovers. And have oh, we not? And can
0: Casey Thompson <laughs> deliver the ball to right? His and so, what we're
2: talking years. about is how Hudson Card is the better natural passer, and Casey Thompson is just the guy who can escape the pressure now. We have seen what Texas Tech defensive backs have been able to capitalize on when quarterbacks are under pressure, a la Marquise Waters pick six to the house, 70 yards last game. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going to be able to put up some yards on us, but I mean, they've only um,
0: the
2: the first three games have been complicated because we haven't really seen like a lethal passing attack. It's been a lot of running from Texas now, especially for the competition that they're playing. So if we're able to take away the run game, everybody in the country is going to get a lot better picture about Texas's passing ability, because if we're being able to at least one V one them deflect passes and God forbid, get a turnover or two, well, then Texas starts to look a lot less dangerous than people were trying to paint them out to be at the beginning of the season. So for me, I'm on I'm on the coach Jones train all season. I want to see our Texas Tech defense surprise people. I'm not asking for perfect. I'm asking for a surprise.
1: <laughs> so I do want to say this because I do want, don't want do want us to get ahead of ourselves. I don't see a scenario where we shut down the run game. I, I just – the run game at Texas is just too big, too good. But I think it is – I do think I agree with your points as far as that we need to slow it down. We need to do – make a situation where Casey Thompson is throwing the ball a little bit more. I mean, hell, he, we talk about how Rice is trash. He did throw an interception against the same trash Rice team, right? So it's not like it was all roses for Casey Thompson last week. Um, so there's definitely a lot. I mean, there's definitely a lot that we still need to see from him, what he can do. But it's really going to start from Texas is going to try to establish the run as much as possible. And what can Texas Tech do to mitigate that? Right. It's going to be very different from the Houston game. We're consistently having a situation where they're just dragging it down, dragging it down, dragging it down, dragging it down. And every time we go, Bijan Robinson is averaging four or five yards carry. That's going to be tough. It's going to be rough, rough sledding. But I do think this tech linebacker crew is good enough and deep enough to be able to handle the abuse well. Yeah. So with that, yeah. So with that being said, let's flip sides. And let's talk a little bit about the Tech offense now going up against the Texas defense. Um, this is a Texas defense that has not given up a point. Well, I would say in four quarters. But again, I mean, they did give up a point against Arkansas. Remember, they got blown out. But uh, the Rice game, they did hold out. A sh- they did a shutout. And it's really impressive to shut any team out, regardless of who that team is. Um, this Texas defense, of course, four and five stars all over the place. So wh- where do you think the advantage is for Texas Tech against this Texas defense, Jeremy?
2: I've been thinking about that. Um, just taking the FIU, uh,
1: pretty. Is, it's, not, it's not. It's not great when you can't. Well, you know, you don't have an answer. I mean, you no, you we're doomed? Not doomed. I'm just trying
2: to. Uh, I'm trying to focus on one example. Um, I want to look at the FIU game because something we did in versus Houston is that we focused up on Eze. Right. We. I mean, it was shucked Eze. That connection was on fire, uh, and we ended up, you know, outpacing Houston the rest of the game. No points, no yards, all that. Uh, We fight SFA. All of a sudden, SFA keyed in. Good coach there was like, you know what? They're probably going to target EZE. Takes away EZE. That game becomes very dangerous and very close. And then we tried out against FIU, and our main worry was how many other receivers are going to actually see the ball. Well, Ezukama didn't see the ball very much that game at all, and suddenly (laughs) we're having a lot more. we're, We're dismantling defenses in the way that we understand Texas Tech Offense to dismantle defenses, and that also starts with the big men and uh, Travis Kuntz. Um, and uh, Oh, I got too excited. What's the other uh, Tharp! Tharp? Big boy on, Tharp, uh, who towers over everybody on the field. Um, I, I am not as I am not frightened by this Texas defense because of last week's because of Cumby's performance last week at calling a myriad of plays and doing like you said. If it works on this side, well, let's do it on the other side. Uh, And the effectiveness of that, I think that this Texas defense hasn't seen something like that this season and might not be expecting it, even though there's a lot of good film on it from FIU. Um, A lot of uh, uh, bad habits really die hard in the coaching world when it comes to, okay, they were playing FIU, it wasn't really competition. Let's just go ahead and prepare. Like they're probably gonna hand it off. You know, I bet that they were kind of saving Sir Roderick Thompson. So they're probably gonna be giving it to Sir Roderick Thompson. Although I think Todd Brooks is starting this game. They're going to say, okay, Azukama is getting the ball and they're going to target him a lot because they're expecting their defense to shut our offense down in a way that, you know, SFA did. So, like, okay, let's get on easy E. Um, And then let's pressure because their offensive line is, um, they've had four sacks on this only, despite only having four sacks on the season, I'm sure that they expect our offensive line to be weak and and vulnerable. And so, come be like going into DKR, we can't pretend that, that we are not expected to be. Um, the lesser in every way team. And so Cumby's ability or uh, Cumbie's, what he showed us last week, ability to draw up a vastly different play than the week before or a play scheme than the week before could be extremely advantageous when we're playing uh, Texas at 11 a.m. on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's kind of come up with three different play schemes. I mean, H- I mean, to be honest, the offenses look kind of different from game to game to game as far as play calling is concerned. And so it's really it's as a Texas defensive coaching staff it's going to be tough to figure out what's the real who's the real Texas Tech well the real Texas Tech please stand up right if you're if you're a Texas defensive staff um, it is going to be tough to see how is Comby going to do this is he going to go to easy E is he going to use the tight ends more is he going to spread it out what what the hell is this guy going to do it's going to be tough what do you think Dylan
0: I think he's been sitting on one of his greatest weapons in preparation for this game. And Jeremy mentioned, I think it's Roderick Thompson week. Um, I I think he's going to be healthier and fresher than he's been in the last year and a half. Um, And I think while we don't really know what our offense is going to look like, because Cumbia has kind of shown us some different things, I hope that was by design so that Texas doesn't really know it's coming. But I do think this is the this is the week. Uh, sir Roderick thompson starts and stars uh for texas tech
1: so one thing that jeremy said was that uh you're not as you think you're not as scared of of the defense of texas defense um i am actually very scared of texas defense their linebacking crew is i mean we we talk all the time about Texas linebacking crew their linebacking crew is pretty great i mean demar demarvian Overshawn is a man among boys (laughs) <laughs> he is absolutely a beast. Hell Luke Brockmeyer is another beast out there too. Like their linebacking crew is right up they're, there with Arnold. They're I don't vulnerable, vulnerable they're not our being asked to
0: guard the pass. Let, let me let me reiterate why I think it's gonna be Sir Roderick Thompson's week and why I'm kind of not very scared of them. Arkansas rushed for three hundred and thirty three yards and four touchdowns and averaged seven point one yards a carry against this Texas defense.
1: Well, I'll say this. Because as much as I really am scared about their linebacking crew, their weakness and you kind of lead there. The weakness is the D line, and that's where if the if, if our O line can get a push on this D line, um, then we got a shot. I just but the linebacker crew still worries me. I mean, like I said, Overshawn and is still a beast. Brock Myers still a beast. They plug in the holes. They get in there, and they're big boys too. They ain't. They're not. They're, you know. They're not guys that are just going to. Um, uh, they're not guys that can just be bowled over. They're big boys too. So their they're linebacking crew scares me. But their weakness is the D-line, um, which is really good to hear when our weakness is the O-line. And so, um, so once again, I, I think it's pretty easy to know where my matchup to watch is on this one is. is O-line D-line, <laughs> in in, the, in the trenches. Who can win that battle? <laughs>
2: big beauties. The hog mollies. Big beauties. <laughs> the,
1: <laughs> right? And so, and not just Travis Coons had the tight end spot, but again... um. You know what can Dawson, Deaton, Winston, Wright, those guys really do? I think one thing that we're talking about Combi. We, we we talked about it before the FIU game was using Kunz as a pass as a pass block as a blocker. Coons was great mm-hmm. all around. Had his best, I'd argue his best game as a Red Raider.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Excuse me, was last week against FIU. Not just the two touchdowns, but also him in the blocking game. He helped. He helped a lot on the right side, and and because of course Combi and Wells listen to our podcast.
0: Well, and I think him as a blocking um, dummy is what set up his two right, touchdowns. exactly
1: yep when you block like kuntz does it's hard to not think of him as a like when you block like he does you got to account for it. you can't just bully up and always defend him like that because you you gotta account for the fact that man this guy if I don't really bowl through him mm. he's gonna kill me and then he goes out for the pass so it is amazing so, Jeremy, what do you think? What is your You're matchup talking
2: about it, man. My matchup is the tight ends versus actually this linebacking crew. Um, something that I've noticed in the games that they've played is that they really haven't been challenged uh, across the middle with passing plays. Uh, I know that we're big, we're high on Overshown, we're high on Brockmeyer uh, right now, but I haven't really seen them being attacked by a good quarterback uh, in the middle. And so something we did really good last week is we keyed up on defensive uh, defensive schemes and called really and called hot routes across the middle, um, slants and ends and stuff like that, and we'd have a tight end open and. If you want to give it a guy, uh, to a guy in the middle, the guy you want to give it to is a guy the size of Koontz or Tharp or something like that because they're big boys, but they're big boys with hands. And they can they can stand up against uh, a tackle from somebody like Overshawn or Brockmeyer. Um, And that's going to kind of help make the difference, I think. I have a little optimism about our offensive line just the way that they played last week and then realizing that we haven't given up only four sacks on the season, which as bad as we've talked about the offensive line, only giving up four sacks... That's that's a win. That's a big win, and we're gonna figure out a lot more about our offensive line this week for sure. But if we can at least maintain a pass defense or like a, a pass blocking, and then uh, then I think that that middle that middle segment where the linebackers love to lay, I think there's a lot of vulnerability there that we could expose,
0: and that's what I want to see.
1: What do you think, Dylan? What's your uh, what's your big matchup?
0: Yeah, I've already kind of spoiled all of my answers to this, but I think. Whichever team ends up with more yards on the ground wins this football game. So for me, it's what what can we do on the ground, and what can what can what can we hold Bijan Robinson to on the ground?
1: So is that safe to say that I think I know who your offensive player of the game is going to be for the Texas Tech Red Raiders?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> traditionally my answer has been Taj Brooks, but now it's a different running back. But yeah.
1: So Roger Thompson, huh? That's interesting. Listen, I'll say this. I, uh, I do think we're going to see a lot more Sir Roger Thompson in this game. I don't think we'll see that much. I still think Todd Brooks is the starter. I think he's Todd Brooks the starter until he stops being the beast that he's been for three games. Um, question is, is I expect that I agree with you. This Roger Thompson, hopefully we get more carries than Xavier White does in this game, but Taj Brooks, man, he's, he is a, um, a hell of a beast. And, and, Y'all already kind of talked about how great the run game has been for against against Texas so far. And I think Todd Brooks has another big game, and he's my offensive player against. So I'm going right at, right against you, Dylan. I mean,
0: right, i find right it. doesn't you. matter which one of the two it is to me. As long as it's one of them, we're in good shape. But I just feel like Thompson was healthy last week. He got, what, a carry and <laughs> a touchdown? But uh he was healthy. He was healthy. We could have used him more, but we didn't. Why? Because I think. We're just holding him for this weekend.
2: <clears throat> uh, you know, I gotta hate to be cliche, but it's uh, Tyler Shuck for me. I think this is a really good opportunity for Shuck to step into this game. A heated rivalry for a school that he's just transferred to. Uh, he played really well last week. He showed a lot of captainship last week. I want to see him step into this game, step into a stadium like DKR, which at 11 a.m., uh, not really not probably not the worst stadium he's been in but um <laughs> I was gonna say is dkr really but a it's menacing prestigious stadium? Like, but it's prestigious and
1: it, it is the it is the quietest 100,000 person stadium it sure in the
2: country but <laughs> okay. it is but it does carry that weight and so i want shuck to go in and to like claim his like claim his spot in texas tech lore as being a quarterback who beat texas in austin like that is quintessential texas tech fandom you will never be forgotten <laughs> All
1: right. Okay, Okay, but yeah, I mean, think of the list of great quarterbacks that have beaten Texas in Texas. The great Nick Shimanek and the uh, astounding, um, you, damn, who, who beat him in got 2017? Oh, was just somebody was Mahomes? named Mahomes. Patrick
2: Mahomes, right. Mahomes, okay, Mahomes. No, no, no Mahomes was 2015, 2015 and then was 2017. And then 17.
1: in 2021, that's
2: right, that's right. Tyler Shuck.
1: Technically, technically, 2017, McLean Carter. That's true.
2: And then he got benched.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I that Let there. me just say <laughs> this. In this
0: football game, I'm all four horns down, but wait until after the game before Lord you Jesus flash. If, 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 that won't happen.
1: If anybody does this damn horns down before the game is freaking over, <laughs> and if you do it with three minutes and 13 seconds left to go in this damn game, I don't know. I'm, I'm beside myself. How far myself. ahead can will, we be before we I will be in
0: attendance. It. So if we do that, I will, I will rush the field. I will strangle whoever decides to do that. There you go.
1: Oh my God! I don't care if we're up by fifty. No horns down. You see the a game's wily looking,
2: over. looking white man with a beautiful mane running onto the field, trying to strangle football players in full pads. That's our producer.
1: Who's yeah? Who is who is that man that is strangling Tyler Shuck? Who is what is going on here? All right. Uh, so, Mr. Strangle, who is your defensive player of the game?
0: Boy. You know, I've been thinking about this, and I haven't actually settled on an answer, but I guess I'm going to need to now. Um, I want someone who's going to take this game personally. And and I didn't get that vibe from Rico Jeffers, who's originally going to be my answer, because I'm kind of thinking, we got all these new players, all these transfers, like, dude, are they as amped up about this game as some guys who might have been here for a few years? Someone who was on the field last year when we lost in overtime? Probably not. So even though his his answers in the press conference didn't lead me to believe he's taking this game more seriously than he does any other game, which I guess is a good answer in itself, give me Rico Jeffers. I think it's he hasn't shown in that linebacker's court like he has before, and I think this is the week where he reminds us that he's still a bad, bad boy.
1: All right, Jeremy, who's your defensive player of the game?
0: I do love Rico Jeffers. It's a good pick.
2: That's a good pick, Dylan. But I'm going to pick a man up front, a man after my own heart. I'm going to pick big boy Jalen Hutchins to to, to demolish this Texas offensive line. He's got two sacks on the season. I'm going to see him get two sacks on Saturday, and we're going to really show Texas that we mean business.
1: So uh, sibling rivalries are a really big thing. And, you know, you always want to beat your brother. You always want to beat your brother when anytime time you play him, you want to go up there and really, especially when your brother beats you on some fluking overtime last year. And he's had bragging rights for a full year, uh, even though that same trash brother is no longer even on the offensive side of the ball. He's now a backup on defense because he's not any good. My bad. But Colin Schooler. I got him as my defensive player of the game. I think he's going to come up big for the Red Raiders here, mostly because a lot of times when I pick my players of the game, I pick who needs to be the player of the game. Because the fact of the matter is, is that if we don't do a good job of shutting the, the Suns, I love that name, Jeremy, so I'm co-opting that, the Suns, Robinson, Johnson, uh, Robinson again, if we don't do a good job of, of stopping them, I mean, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. If they get over three hundred yards on the ground, it's 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 done deal. So I need Colin Sculler to be that guy and to really plug up the middle. Hell, Tom, yeah, Tom's son. We, if we don't do a good job of, of, of really stopping all of them, it's going to be a problem. So Colin Schooler, my defensive player of the game. And now to wrap up this pod, predictions. Rec, Texas. So before we do our predictions, let's before you say who who who's going to win. This game, I want you to slander Texas. I want you to talk all the crap you want about Texas. Uh, Jeremy, give me your Texas trash talk and then give me the sl- You give spent me the-
2: millions of dollars on an end zone renovation that just ended up looking like a uterus. And everybody knows it. Awful. You paid a lot of money for a coach who is continually going after recruits that our new basketball head coach is finding before him. Awful. I'll stop there. Um, That's two good ones. Uh, for me, 11 a.m. kickoff, baby Texas versus Texas Tech. Probably the last uh, of the in state rivalry as uh, conference opponents, at least for the next, I don't know, 10, 15 years until they decide the SEC is not worth it. Uh, give me Texas Tech uh, squeaking out a victory here. Nothing, nothing commanding, nothing like Arkansas, but I like Texas Tech with a 34. 34- 27 victory over texas
0: and austin
1: 34 27 what do you what about you dylan what do you got
0: i never come prepared for these slander texas moments when i know that they're coming um yeah so i really don't have anything but (laughs) i should have said more (laughs) five of the last six matchups in this rivalry have been decided by a touchdown or less five of the last six and I think that train continues. I, I think whoever wins this game, they win by a touchdown or less. But uh, give me the good guys. I think Texas Tech squeaks out a win in Austin. Maybe I'm just saying that because I'm going to be there. I, You know, I paid X amount of dollars to go to the game. I'm driving three and a half hours to, you know, to Austin. Maybe that's why I'm picking Texas Tech. Maybe that's why I'm so hyped. You know, I'm so high on Texas Tech. But give me the Red Raiders by a touchdown or less.
1: Wreck em, baby. The Texas Longhorns, a school full of the pretentious a-holes that, is, that embody... Austin, Texas. The Texas Longhorns think that they are high and mighty yet have not been a quality football program since, since their quarterback got hurt in a national championship game back in 2009. It's over a decade. Today, I got canceled by Tech Twitter because I talked about a crab sheet catch. But Texas Longhorns are even worse because they talk about a Vince Young carry that happened 16 or fifteen over 15 years ago. right? Texas Longhorn fans are so... Ingrained in the uh, idea that there are this elite school that doesn't deserve Tom Harmon. Guess what? Tom Harmon's win percentage is the exact same as the Texas Longhorn football program's win percentage. Which means y'all just mediocre. Y'all ain't good enough to go to the SEC. But you decided you're gonna take your trash out to the SEC anyway. You know what you did? You pulled an Aggie. How you you really feel good about yourself pulling an Aggie? It's absolutely terrible. You should be embarrassed. Uh, also, you produce people like Kyle Umline and. Uh, uh, Westcott Eberts. That alone, awful. Okay? And if you know the two people I'm talking about, then you know exactly what I mean by all this. Anyways, uh, the Texas Longhorns and University of Texas at Austin. There's so many things that y'all have done. Mind you, University of Texas El Paso is going back to the Texas Western uniform because Texas Western is awesome. It's elite. You know who stopped them from being called Texas Western? You guessed it. The University of Texas system. Everything about UT is just discussing pretentious elitist. It's everything that we've hated about the Brits back in 1776. they are there we go they're the Brits. Don't root for the Brits. Um, as far as this game goes uh. the last time Texas had a new head coach and a new quarterback they went seven and five. The time before that when they had a new head coach and a new quarterback they went seven and five. They're currently 2-1. and one. They got to lose four more games for them to keep up this record, and they're going to lose four more games. Damn it. Just it. I freaking sorry, guys. <laughs>
2: all of that. I'm like, will Albie guys. for probably I'm the last Texas texas Tech Big 12 matchup <laughs> in football do himself an honor? And no, he just – all of that effort for this what?
0: Is, I'm a, this is another classic Albie Shore move.
1: <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100. I just I, – I'm sorry. This Texas team, they're very talented. They're very good. Uh, or, yeah, let me rephrase. I don't, I don't necessarily think they're that good. They're very talented. I just, I question just how good tech is, right? They've fallen behind in all three games so far, and I just don't think we can do that again. And I think, but I think we will. I think we're going to have another situation where we're down 7 0. Um, and it's it's going to be at our detriment. I do think the game's going to be close. I do think the game's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring, surprisingly enough, right? I think both defensive sides of the ball are really going to be able to control the game. Um, and I think both sides are going to run the ball well. I just think Texas is going to pull that out in the end. Uh, give me Texas te- 27 to 21. Tech covers at least. So there you go. But uh 27 21 the Texas Longhorns. Oh. Sorry guys. I I couldn't oh. I couldn't help myself. All right. Uh, Anything else you want to say to the people anymore. Jeremy? I more.
2: You killed, you crushed my spirit at least until <laughs> I take a sleep and wake up with renewed vigor.
1: Well, Dylan, you got anything else?
0: Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Why do you choose? <laughs> Why do you choose Violet Talbot?
2: Uh, How do you I come co- out of this? Are you a Texas fan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me! Don't do this to me! Oh my God! I love Tech, but it's just you know I I gotta see it to uh, you know I gotta believe I gotta see it to believe it. I still don't believe in this team right. just yet. Not just yet. Not after being down three weeks That's in a row. I just got to. You got to keep doing it. But I did say after this whole battle today about the Crabtree catch, if Tech does win this Saturday, I will post a Crabtree catch. Hell, I will make the Crabtree catch my banner. On there my you Twitter go. Uh, if there it is. If Texas Tech wins this Saturday. I love that. So um, and, it, and it has Coach to Wells, stay
0: there for at least you know. Oh, it'll stay there. all of football it'll, season. For the
1: re- yeah, for the rest of the season. It'll stay there. Um, so, Coach Wells, I know you listen to the podcast. I know you're a big fan. Uh, Make sure we win this Saturday because we, Lord Jesus, we need it. We need it. And uh, that'll be a big win for us. So for Jeremy, for our producer extraordinaire that is Dylan, this is Albie. You were listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast powered by Guns Up Nation during Wreck Texas Week. Um, Wreck Em Tech, Tuck Faxes, all that stuff. Horns down. Let's get it. Uh, As always, stay wrecked, people.